Welcome to Think Smart, Feel Smart, Live Smart. I'm V. Vincy, Registered Counselor, Relationship and Family Therapist and Founder of Headquarters Counselling Services. This podcast aims to break down the overwhelm of life and equip you with a toolbox of knowledge, tips and tricks to help you live your best life. This raw, real and unproduced podcast uses audio taken from my weekly live broadcast in the HQCS Community Facebook group. You can find a link to the community in the episode notes. It's free to join. Now let's get started. So this week, the Me, Myself and I program started and our gorgeous group had its very first module and I was really excited. It is really exciting and I can't wait to see how the first cohort begin to look at and implement the, the changes that they want. So you will know by now, that the Me, Myself and I program has been released and is available for you to join through pretty much each boot uh, boot camp. And I'm right now looking at onboarding people each week. And if you want to chat, um, you just book in for a free 30-minute consult to discuss if the program is right for you. So don't feel that you can't join now. Everyone starts with the six steps to clarity, so you're able to pretty much join at any stage. And me, myself and I provides a really structured framework, so each stage must be completed before you enter into the next. And this is so that it supports and sets you up for success, which is what we want. We are going to be running the boot camp probably every eight to ten weeks, um, So I'll let you know when the new dates are available in the next few weeks. For those of you who do not know me, I am V Vincy. I'm a registered counsellor, relationship and family therapist and founder of Headquarters Counselling Services. I help people rebuild healthy minds and lives by identifying the core behaviours that need to be addressed in order for real lasting change to occur. I am a passionate advocate for good quality mental health well-being uh, in order to avoid mental health problems and I encourage and empower people to find and you know really connect to personal growth and progress and you know basically at the end of the day to just live fully and authentically that's it live the way you want to live who the way you are so the community is all about learning and connecting in a way that is less formal than traditional counselling, but always underpinned by the principles that I work with in practice every single day. Now, basically, you know what, you can do a catch up where we are this year fairly quickly by watching the previous live. So I'm not going to go over where we are. I think we've gone past that, but I'll give a, I sort of give a rundown at the time. But this week, let's just jump in. Basically. Last week, we spoke about how much this time, especially after Easter, where we have literally not only fallen off the wagon um, of the things we wanted to do for the year, but also copped a nice dose of feeling like a failure for not doing what we said. Now, we can and probably do have a number of excuses or even reasons for not doing or being where we want to be. Hell, sometimes we actually have achieved a big change and then realise that shit, it doesn't end and you need to keep going in that that in itself can be enough to throw our hands in the air and go, oh, God, give me a time out. And you know what? Sometimes that is exactly what we need, time to take stock of what we have or haven't done and give ourselves either a kick up the bum or a pat on the back. 
And often I find we do neither. So there is something to be said for smelling the roses of achievement because without doing that, you end up feeling like nothing has been achieved. And don't underestimate the power of a reward for effort. Go back to the live that we did last year on the pleasure pain principle, which is episode 26 for my podcasters out there. And this leads us into tonight's topic, because in reality, the sense of failure that we may feel at not achieving things we set out to do at the beginning of the year is not actually failure. What we have done is broken a promise a promise to ourselves, and by default, we break trust. Trust is a massive topic, and I undertake this in therapy sessions, and I'm going to do something on trust coming up. But it's easy to see how we break trust with others. We sort of get a sense, if we, if we don't do what we say we're going to do with others, well, are people either going to call us out for it, or we feel like shit. But what about trust with ourselves? What does that even look like? We've all been taught to keep commitments to not break a promise. You probably go out of your way to make sure you don't let somebody down. But not if that someone is you. If you make a promise, you set goals or intentions for yourself, they are often the first things to go when things get busy. And there are consequences to breaking promises to yourself. But do you know what they are? Another day that proves we should have learned this instead of algebra because we just don't know what they are. More often than not, a promise you make to yourself has the purpose of bettering you in some way. So maybe it's to start running in the mornings. Maybe it's taking time to read to upskill your knowledge. Maybe it's just having coffee on the deck in a quiet space once a week. Maybe it's getting a massage because you just never do anything for yourself. There is a reason why you made the promise, whether it's for your health, for joy, or simply for pure sanity. Think back to a time when you were stood up by someone. You most likely felt sad, hurt, unimportant, and disappointed in the person who cancelled on you. So whether or not you sit in these emotions when you break a promise to yourself is up to you, but you can't deny their existence. We often unconsciously start to view uh, yourself as unreliable and we begin to believe the narrative that you aren't important and worthy of this time for you. And eventually you start to view every goal or commitment you make for your improvement as optional. And this is a great intro into something called cognitive dissonance. Two very big words. Cognitive dissonance is the state of discomfort felt when two or more modes of thought contradict each other. So basically it's like clashing um, magnets. One's, one they're trying to attract and trying to pull at the same time. The clashing thoughts may include ideas, beliefs, or the knowledge that we have behaved in a certain way, but the refusal to acknowledge it. All right, so I can give you a personal classic example of this. When I insist that my husband is having a man look and dissing him for not using his God-given eyes, only to get there and realise that I actually put it somewhere else. I can see what has happened, however, I refuse to acknowledge it. Now, I don't know about you, but we've all been there. 
Now, this is all well and good and we can have a giggle at that example, but studies on cognitive dissonance show that when people's actions and beliefs don't line up, they usually change their beliefs to match their actions. So think about that. When your actions and beliefs don't line up, you will change your beliefs. So that means if you believe and know the change is necessary, but you don't begin or follow through with the actions, you may end up changing your belief just so you don't need to sit with the discomfort of knowing you didn't make the change. Now, you may be slowly but surely telling yourself it doesn't matter and maybe you can say to yourself that you don't deserve the time that you've tried to set aside. But break, breaking promises can have an absolutely disastrous effect. It often disappoints the person we've promised, but most importantly, it begins to erode bits of our self-esteem. And, you know, of course things happen. We can't always keep our word exactly as promised. Businesses frequently say that they'll change um, or they'll complete a service in a particular way within a time frame, but then that doesn't happen. Or a friend or family member, member promises to call or visit, or you do that, but then they don't in the way that they say they would, if at all. This in itself isn't a problem. Trust erodes when promises aren't kept and no communication follows to explain or clarify. There is an implicit responsibility to follow up with a person or a business or anyone where we have broken our word, no matter how casually, if we want to maintain a positive social relationship with that person and feel good about ourselves too. So when a promise is broken, details no longer matter as much. As the other person begins to feel unimportant, the relationship between you loses its value and why no longer matters. Disappointment sets in and promises may you make no longer hold weight. It's hard to trust or feel excited about anything you say because others don't believe that you're going to follow through. And so the relationship continues to erode and broken agreements have a long-lasting impact, okay? If you struggle in your relationships, then your conscious reminds you how badly you feel for not keeping your word and your self-esteem begins to suffer. You begin to become out of integrity with yourself as well as those you love. In psych, we call this splitting from our true authentic self. The point where we begin to forget who we are, what we want and what we stand for. So we can pretty much see why breaking promises to others will be detrimental to our relationship with them. All right. Now, if we stay on that and we look and we go, okay, well, if that's the case, why? if breaking promises cause so much damage, do we continue to do it, all right? And there are four fairly honest reasons, though they're still not great excuses, about why we do it, all right? Number one, you honestly do have good intentions, all right? We want to please the people we know and love, plain and simple. We want to fulfil our promises to them, but usually just aren't able to follow them through. 
If the dog wasn't sick and needed to go to the vet, then we would truly have time to watch your little cherub at the three-hour dance concert, okay? So sometimes our intentions are really good. Number two, you're stating the behaviour you wish you did regularly for people, all right? Our best self would absolutely go and meet you and the boys or the girls down at the pub after work, even though we know our real self this Friday night won't be getting our asses off the couch. We say we can get the report done by Friday, even though we know there is little chance that we're going to get it done before the following Wednesday. But like I said, I wish I could do that for you and I have every intention but alas. So you get what I mean. Number three, you don't feel like enough just as you are. Sometimes we overpromise as a way to find favour and approval from others. We want them to believe we have certain personal traits. So we make promises around that behaviour, hoping to boost our esteem in their eyes. But the truth is, when it comes to promises, just deliver what you're actually capable of delivering. Focus on what you truly want to give the person and promise and deliver only that. Just say that. So remember, why we were talking about this is often the problem with the breaking of the promises, it's not followed up with honesty. Number four, and we've talked about this before, it's difficult to say no. Some people are uncomfortable saying no. If you find it difficult to say no to people that you care about or some people that have influence over you at some point, um, that's a problem. That's where we can start to fall into the I'm going to break the promise to you. So what, what we intend to do is rather than risk an immediate negative reaction from them, we tell them something that they want to hear in the moment. But this is a terrible idea. It locks you into a scenario that's hard to back down from. Plus saying yes when you mean no is a toxic communication pattern. It's time to nip the bad habit in the bud before it begins to control your life. Learning how to say no nicely in your own way, um, but definitely learn how. You, it's, it's something that is imperative. For tips on watching this, watch the live on learning to say no. In it, I give you five ways to say no. For the podcasters, that is episode 18. So I think we can all see that breaking a promise to others is the quickest way to deteriorate your external relationships. But here's the kicker and why I wanted you to stick with me. What you do unto others, you actually do to yourself. So when you repeatedly break promises to others, you compromise your personal integrity and therefore you break trust with yourself. Now, I have a saying that I use for this. I would rather you piss off someone else than piss yourself off. And why? Because you have to live with you. And it's the relationship, uh, it's this relationship with our inner roommate that is the source of our conflict. This is the key to our work in the Me, Myself and I program, getting to know your inner roommate. So the benefits of keeping promises to yourself are probably self-explanatory. But apart from getting to do all those wonderful things you planned, most importantly, it boosts your confidence and reminds you that you are valuable and worthy of this self-care. Studies show that keeping a promise to yourself helps you feel strong and confident 
and boosts your productivity and happiness. This is an extremely powerful way to live. And let's not forget that filling up your own tank allows you to have more to give to others. I've met some of the most sacrificial, generous women while running HQ. If that's how you want to live, great. It's an inspiration. But don't neglect filling up your tank because you really can't give much to others while you're running on fumes. So where to start? You have to ask yourself, what do you do when you make a promise to yourself and you don't keep it? We all break promises we, we make to ourselves. We all do it. How we handle our broken promises is what matters. It can mean the difference between beginning again on what you want to create or who you want to be or spiralling off into self-judgment and paralysis that can last for weeks, months or even years. I have broken many promises in my past too. It was actually quite a common pattern for me. I try to, I don't do it as much anymore, but I get, you know, if I, if I do too much and I get unrealistic about what's possible, and I push myself too hard, then I'm going to break a promise because, and often I rebel with cheese and wine. You know, you just throw your hands up and go, right, what, what am I going to do? But so what? What's important here is not to feed yourself a story about your past. It's not about, well, I've broken the promise of exercise and I've eaten the cheese and wine, I might as well keep going. No. It's about I've broken the promise, I've eaten the cheese and wine, I better bloody enjoy it for tonight because tomorrow I'm getting back on the horse. One of the, I think it was one of the lives, I can't remember which one it was, but it was one of my early lives, in fact, that we spoke about just because you brush your teeth doesn't mean you're never going to brush your teeth again. We don't take brushing our teeth the same way. Oh, I forgot to brush my teeth today. Oh, well, I'll just do it tonight. Just because I didn't do it once doesn't mean I never brush my teeth. We do. We do brush our teeth, okay? So we've got to start doing the same thing with the other promises that we break ourselves. What we refer to with teeth is, oh, that's just a habit. Oh, well, I just forgot today. When we call it a promise, we start to attach something more important, but they are still words. It is important, but what's more important is not the promise that we broke. It's being able to pick up where we left off. All right? Our power is by greeting our current experience rather than dodging away or blaming without excuses, without recriminations, without the woulda, coulda, shoulda. Just greet your own choice. Shit, I've stuffed up. I'm having a sook. I'm eating the cheese and wine tonight. Okay, but tomorrow my ass is going to be running upstairs, I can tell you. This is often where we get lost. We curl ourselves up in our mean narratives in our head and we start looking outside of ourselves for distraction, for someone to let us off the hook or for someone to blame. And if that happens, it's these stories. I need you, I want you to see them as stories. I want you to recognise them, recognise them for what they are, a story, and greet the story without inviting it to move in. We don't need to open the door and let it waltz in and sit on the couch. Ask yourself, if someone I care for broke a promise to themselves and felt bad about it, how would I feel about them? Not what would you say to them, but how would you feel about that person? Think about that now. 
it's very rare that we would be as harsh with someone else as we are with ourselves. Extend that same feeling to yourself right now. Now, the best bit, all this takes is about a minute, maybe two, although you could certainly bask in the process for much longer if you wanted. But honestly, as soon as you recognise it and acknowledge, oh, shit, I broke that promise to myself, I know that I will do this tomorrow and you set the task and you commit to it, less than a minute. You can get that shit sorted in your head in less than a minute. doesn't mean you're not going to feel like shit. That goes back to learning to sit with uncomfortable feelings. Go right back to number two, podcast number two, distress tolerance. It's how we learn to sit with the uncomfortableness of when we've done something or haven't done something. All right. It's not about making you feel all form and warm and fuzzy. It's about being open heartedly connected to reality and the tenderness of being human. It's about greeting yourself as you are because there is nothing to hide from, no reason to cloak yourself in shame. You just didn't do something. Rather than distracting or shaming or creating complicated inflated future plans to make up for your slip, which only creates more broken promises and self-blame. Greet yourself with dignity and kindness and just act differently. So try it out and see how it feels. I am not keeping you any longer tonight. We're going to be talking about trust a little bit over the next month because it's quite an important topic and, you know, if we look at what I had in terms of what I wanted for you this year, it's to learn how to start asking for what you want and the middle road starts to get a bit bloody hard. It starts to feel like we're actually pushing shit uphill now. This is where the actual work starts to come in and you start to go, you know, what do I need? And we need to work on trust because when we start breaking trust with ourselves, that's when it starts to play out in our relationships. Often trust is broken with us first. We break our trust and even when we don't hold someone to account for something, it can break our trust. Once we start doing that, it's a slippery slope into breaking other people's trust. And if there is the big, that is the biggest thing that walks into my office I don't trust them. I don't trust him. And I know that if you have trouble trusting outside of yourself, that your trust has broken with you first. So I'm going to leave you with that. Thank you for joining me. Um, I will see you next week and I look forward to it. Thanks, guys. <laughs>